stuff. right now, we actually have a very special guest on the line, Kathy. I think you know him yes. pretty well. Stro, I think you know him pretty well. I'm, I'm kind of like the uh, stranger out in the woods just kind of just watching all this from afar. But the one and only five-time WCW champion, WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T. Man, it is so exciting to have you on here. How you doing tonight? Oh man, I'm doing real good, man. I'm doing real good. Just getting ready. Uh, oh my god! For a long, long weekend. Um, actually, um, with um, my reality of wrestling, um, as well as got to head to London on Sunday uh, to sit in for Coachman on Monday. So, you know, getting ready for the week. Now, did you ever think at at this point that you would be traveling as much as you are? Well, um, you know, I haven't planned on, you know, quite yet retiring totally. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I still got a lot of work um, still to be done. I got gotcha. you. Um, still a How lot of business um, still yet to be done as well with my, my, my students and my wrestling school. And I do want to talk about the wrestling school as well, Booker, because it's got to be so exciting for you to see so many of your students kind of stepping up. Uh, Ember Moon obviously comes to mind. I mean, she's just been fantastic on Raw. What do you think when you see one of your kids get a huge break like that? You know, it's awesome, you know what I mean? Um, but um, they put the work in, um, you know what I mean? She deserved to be there. You know, I didn't do, I didn't do that for her, you know, but um, it's awesome, you know, giving a kid a break. And um, they've taken it, um, giving a kid a half of a chance at, you know, trying to get into it properly, you know. So um, that that right there is uh, pretty cool, you know. But it's awesome, you know, to see them actually make it to that next level and, you know, go out there and fulfill and live out their dream. Mm-hmm. Now, kind of, uh, kind of, kind of looking back. I mean, I know you've been doing the school for a couple of years now. When you see a kid come in there, um, is it pretty easy to spot the ones that? Uh, kind of have, I guess you'd say, it? Not really. You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, sometimes you, you just can't judge, judge a book by its cover or anything like that. Um, some guys, you know, you think may never um, have it, and they turn out to be, um, you know, something special, you know. So you just got to, you know, um, weed them out, you know, you know, along the way, you know, but you just can't look at them and say, nah, I can't sign you up or anything like that. Right. I got you. Oh, wow. I. So uh, let me let me ask you this because uh, one thing that I've noticed about your career, Booker, it, it feels like you're continuously just kind of like reinventing yourself. Whether you're like the five-time WCW champion, you're the uh, the king for a while. Everybody enjoyed that. Um, you know, now you're on commentary. How important is it to kind of always mix things up and and find different ways to get yourself out there? How important is that? I just call it staying relevant, you know what I mean? you got to stay relevant with yeah. the storm of, you know, life. You know, young people are going to keep, you know, getting younger. Um, they're going to keep, um, you know, you know, stepping in there, trying to do their thing. So you got to embrace that. can't, um, you know, try to still try to maintain that, that same level of, um, you know, that you've always been. You just want to stay relevant in life, more importantly. And like you say, um, be able to, you know, reinvent yourself like a chameleon, change your spots, you know, so – for me, it's um, all about um, what's next. Okay, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, you're talking about staying relevant. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you are the only guy from the WCW merger that's still getting TV time at least every couple weeks. I, I, what, what is it, do you think, about you in particular that kind of led to you sticking around that long as opposed to a lot of your WCW peers? 
Um, preparation, you know, is the only luck you're going to have, you know, um, being prepared. You okay. Know, um, going, going out there and, you know, doing your job, you know, um, being one of those guys that's, you know, on time, you know, um, as well as, um, you know, for me, um, it's always just been a job. It's not about um, being a star or anything like that. Um, it's just about okay. going to work and um, getting my paycheck and coming home and continuing the saga. Now, did you notice any huge difference when you jumped over to WWE after WCW closed? Was there a, you know, you mentioned kind of just doing your job. Uh, was the job a little bit different once you made that jump? Um, you know, it, it, honestly, it's always been all work. Um, the work never really changes. You know, you go out and you perform, you know, um, it makes you or break you. Um, you know, you're only as good as your last, you know, um, you, you're a role, you're a role player at times, you know, sometimes you're working at the top of the card. Sometimes you, you know, you know, for me, I would hover around the middle sometime, you know? So for me, it was, you know, mm -hmm. it was just, it was about, you know, going out and, you know, having fun and, you know, um, but more importantly, not bringing the, um, WCW baggage with me and thinking that I was going to be able to live off of, um, you know, what I did, you know, I knew I had to start something new all over again and I had to go out there and get those guys respect, you know, and um I think um uh, I think I did that pretty good. Yeah, I, I do as well. I, I, I you know, you can't argue with that. Uh, was that a challenge, do you think, to kind of change with that with that move again, like, you know, we're talking about jumping to an entirely different company, certainly a different political scene. Was that was that a difficult adjustment in the beginning? Because it seemed to me like you took to it really fast. Um, not really a big adjustment or anything like that. Um, for me, um, I always knew I was good enough to to work with the best, you know, guys sure. in the world. It was just a matter of, um, you know, getting the opportunity um, to do it. Um, also, um, um, but but you know, it was it was one of those things. You know, um, if if you if you're good at what you do and and people like you, you know, you stick around. You know, that's that's something I talk to my students about. Um, if you're great at what you do and you know people don't like you. You won't stick around, you know. So I just had the knack sure. of uh, being good at what I do, and you know, people like me. And I'm twenty and twenty um, eight years um, now in the business. Yes, you That's are. Awesome. That's yes, awesome. Yes, you are. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Booker. This is this is Stro. How you doing, man? Hey, um, man. Another day. It was great. Hey, hey, great, man. It's great to see at the CAC this last week, man. It was, it was really cool. Oh, you and Stevie. Awesome. Uh, that was that was really cool, man. And yeah, I was going to ask. It was pretty cool. I was going to ask you, um, who was like some of the people that inspired you throughout your career, you and Stevie, and like what advice that you you learned throughout your career that you pass on? Some of the great advice that was given to you that you pass on to your students. You know, um, you know guys like Ron Simmons. You know, uh, he was one of my mentors. You know, coming up. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of mentors. You know, that that looked like me um, in the business. Um, right. But uh, but a lot of guys who was that didn't look like me um, gave me a lot of great advice too, you know. Um, but but for me, um, it was about trying to carve my own niche, you know, um, create my own thing. You know, I watched a lot of guys that came up before me, so I, I kind of like knew exactly what I wanted to do. So I kind of like tried to create my own blueprint, opposed to trying to lean on what someone else has done or what someone else has told me. Um, um, but go out there and you know create my own, and hopefully the young guys coming up behind me have a you know, uh, blueprint, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Booker, you know what? Uh, what comes to mind for me, uh, because our co-host couldn't be here tonight, Derek, 
And uh, I know he always talks about um, having more wrestlers that looked like him, that reminded him of him. And uh, you were somebody that he really looked up to, so I kind of wish he could have been here, but he's not. Um, kind of looking back, I know early on um, in your life, you, you, you dealt with some real issues uh, legally and stuff like that. And I don't need to get into all that stuff. Obviously, it's all been documented. But how important is it to you to be that kind of a role model for kids today? Oh, man, it is very important. Uh, my thing is... Uh has been, you know, I've I've made mistakes, uh, and I've tried to, you know, atone for my mistakes, you know what I mean? But more importantly, let everyone know that, you know, that I'm not perfect or anything like that. Um, I'm right. flawed, you know what I mean, just like most men are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find yourself in a certain place, and you can bounce back from it, you know. So uh, for me, I mean, it's very important, you know, um, because a lot of, you know, a lot of young black kids, you know, they do get in trouble, and sometimes they don't know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and they just keep getting in trouble, you know, find themselves, you know, you know, um, repeating that that cycle all over again. You know, but you know, um, you know, Muhammad Ali was my idol, and you know what? It, you know, if he would have told me the same thing everyone else was telling me, I would have listened. Now I'm in that same position to be able to tell kids my story, and hopefully they'll be able to listen. Hopefully they won't make the same mistakes. Yeah, that's fantastic. And there are a lot of kids that certainly go through issues like that. Uh, so, uh, you know what, I, I think it's a tremendous message. And all the best to you, man, because, uh, like I said, you've been a tremendous role model to people, for sure. Um, yeah. On 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 commentary, I always hear you talk about checks and championships. Uh, is, is that, like, a real thing for you? Is that something that you always shoot for? Is that important for a young aspiring wrestler to uh, pursue the checks and championships? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one they're pretty much one and the same, you know. Uh, I got you. You know, you want to you want to be you want to be the best wrestler on the card, you know. If, you, if you're the best right. wrestler on the card, mm-hmm. you know the checks come with it, the championships come with it, you know, the Hall of Fame status comes with it. Um, you, it it's not a game, you know, and that's what I try to talk to a lot of young wrestlers about that. You know, it's only a, a, a window that you got, you know, um, uh, in this business, so you better utilize it properly, utilize it well, you know what I mean? Know exactly why you're sure. in this thing because it's going to come to an end, you know, one day. And at the end, you want to have something to be able to fall back on. For me, wrestling has been my life, been my livelihood. You know, it's what I do, it's what I do well. And I want to make sure at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, like right now I got my school, you know, 13 years now. You know, somebody paid me now to actually train them what I do. You know, if you get it, what you do, you stick around for a long time. So I just tell these young guys, go out there and, you know, be good at your craft. Know exactly why you're out there. And and that, that one reason is, you know, is to give the fans that ultimate thrill ride, give the fans the ultimate show. They, it's really all about them. It's not about you. If you sure. think that way, you can, um, you know, cash in on a lot of checks and championships just like me. <laughs> and, and what yes. a great testament to you. You talk about if you're good at something, you know, you stick around for a long time. And you've been around for a long time, Booker. So, I mean, I, I think it's tremendous. Um, we often talk about um, sometimes some wrestlers are really, uh, what would you say, like electric or like really colorful, you know, energetic. Um, and some are just really good wrestlers. Uh, you're that unique animal, I think, that kind of combines both. You were you were good at both aspects. Um, is there a particular area that you have kids focus on in their training, as a you know, maybe like being a colorful colorful personality versus like really honing their craft? Or is there one that's more important than the other? 
I just think you got to be a great storyteller, you know, uh, and it's got to be real to you. If it's not real to you and you're just playing wrestler, you know, um, anyone could do that, you know, but to, for it to actually become real to you, um, for me, it was actually real when I got in the ring and when I performed. You know, it sounds crazy because it's entertainment, of course. You know, it's, it's um, sports entertainment. Um, um, but 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 my thing for me, um, it was an out-of-body experience, and you got to actually be able to go to that level in order to actually get fans to feel that level. Now, it's not easy. Um, so I talked to them about the psychology, talked to them how to make sure. people feel, how to, you know, actually – Think about being a fan and watching yourself perform and, and knowing what the what what you would want from a fan perspective opposed to what you would want to do from a wrestler's perspective. You can get caught up in the moment when you think about, you know, doing it from the wrestler's perspective. You never get caught up when you're thinking about doing it from the fan's perspective. I got you. Now, when you're talking about uh, it feeling real and, like, you know, you're in the ring and it feels really real to you, is there anybody in particular that you used to get in there with that uh, felt more real than other guys? Is there anybody, like a like a consummate kind of experience where, like, um, they they just felt like what they were doing, you guys just clicked because you were both on the same page and you were both about as real as it could get? Is there anybody like that for you? Oh man, <laughs> many guys. I've, been, I've had a lot of great okay. matches, a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of great talent. You know, a lot of Canadian guys. You know, the Edges. You know, the Christians of the world. You know, the you know Rick Martels of the world. You know, right. um, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know Steamboat. You know, working with him. You know, was a, you know dream. You know, dream match that it didn't seem like I have to do anything but just follow and listen. You know, so it's been it's been so many guys that. Um, that I've had that, that, that chemistry with, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people don't remember, you know, you know, how many great matches I really had, you know what I mean? Because I had so many of them right. <laughs> with, so, with, so, with so many different guys, you know, but more importantly, people think about, you know, the career, you know, of, you know, what Booker T did as far as a body of work, you know, but it's been, it's been several guys that I've had that chemistry with. Yeah. Matt Hardy, you know what I mean? Um, he was one of those guys you, and for myself, you know, watching him from the outside perspective, wouldn't think that, you know, him and I could actually go out and create magic like we did. But, uh, you know, so so many, so many guys. You mentioned Matt. What do you think about him doing the broken thing again? You know, that, that's just uh, one of those things, uh, being able to reinvent yourself, still being able to, you know, go out there and have fun. You know, uh, that, that's that's the thing, you know, with the business, you know, you, you st- no matter – no matter what, at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, you know, you can get burnt out, you know what I mean? So for, yeah. for him to actually be able to still, you know, do do what he do what he do and, you know, create magic, you know, I think it's pretty awesome. No, it is very cool. Uh, Booker, we often talk on this show, uh, Kathy in particular, because she has a lot of great memories from that time. Uh, but you hey, in, like, early WCW, and we always talk about Sherry, and uh, how valuable she was. How valuable was she to you? You know, kind of from where you started in WCW and where you ultimately went in the industry. No, nah, man, Sherry was a legitimizer as far as making Harlem Heat. You know, I mean, my brother and I different than any other, you know, tag team out there at that time. She put us on the map, you know, made us. You know, uh, made people look at us and say, wow, these guys may be the next big thing, you know, but, you know, we had to put in the work. But she was um, she was like a sister to me, you know what I mean? Uh, 
you know, I was there, you know, with her, you know, all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, and I wouldn't have seen it any other way, you know. I mean, you know, she should still be here, you know. What I mean, we miss her probably more than, more than, more than, more than anyone, you know. Um, at least sure. for myself, you know. Um, that time was, um, it was precious, man, because we created magic on the road together, you know. I mean, that, <laughs> it, it really, I don't think Harlem Heat success would have been as bright as it was, you know, if we didn't have Sherry actually to guide us, you know, from the beginning, you know. And to guide us means, you know, uh, not just as a manager or anything like that, but you know, as a friend as well. Sure. And because I, and, of her, and, I gained. And because of her, I gained two great brothers. Yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, mm-hmm. it was just, um, it was, it was a magical time. It was a magical time for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I found it interesting as a fan because you know you, you hear, like you guys would call her sister Sherry on the shows, and like. I always just thought, oh, well, you know, that's just a thing. They're calling her Sister Sherry. I, I didn't realize until I got to know Kathy and until I t- got to talk to you and Stevie a little bit, <laughs> the bond that was actually there. I, I just, you know, as a young wrestling fan, you don't realize some of the stuff that's really going on and the uh, mentor role that Sherry played, not just for you guys, but for a lot of guys in re- in wrestling. Sorry about that. No, no, and that's the thing, you know, um, you know, for us, you know, Sherry had been with everybody, you know, and for her to actually, you know, want want to hang with two guys like you know my my brother and I, you know, we thought it was pretty cool, you know, we we thought we we thought we had struck gold um, when uh, when Sherry Martell became our manager, man. We was like, man, we got sure. our ticket in now, you know, now <laughs> yeah. the rocket's gonna get put on us, and, 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 and I tell you, that's exactly what happened. We went straight to the top, you know, once Sherry Martell yeah. got with us. Mm-hmm. Is it is it true that she was scarier than a lot of the guys? <laughs> yeah, she was tough, man. Yeah, she was tough, man. She was um, she was bad, man. I mean, she you didn't want to take Sherry off. I mean, <laughs> we've had a lot of great matches with a lot of great guys, and you right. know, some of those guys got whacked, man, pretty hard. Not by my brother and I, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they were pretty hot about it sometimes. You know, I remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan was to kill us one night, you know, because Sherry almost beat the crap out of us. But uh, you know, I was just standing back like, man, I got nothing to do with this, you know. So, but, uh, I tell you, uh, we had a lot of great times, man. We've That's almost awesome. started riots in certain parts of the country, you know. Uh, so, so, you know, it, it's been cra- it's been crazy. Two black guys, you know, with a white woman. You know what I mean? It was, it was nuts, man. Yeah, that's funny. That's great. You know, Booker. We always say that uh, Shawn Michaels, during the course of his career, he kind of had two Hall of Fame careers that were separated by an injury. Um, I look at you, and obviously you're a Hall of Famer, um, but I always consider that uh, you kind of had two Hall of Fame careers as well. Uh, one is a tag team guy, where you guys, Harlem Heat, were one of the top tag teams in the industry. And, uh, you know, then you had your main event run, and you had all the stuff that you did, not just in WCW, but WWE as well. Um, kind of looking back on your time in a, as a tag team, um, how do you think the tag teams of today kind of compare to what you and Stevie Ray were really, I consider, excelling at? Well, the um, thing is, we were brothers, man. That's what, that's what made us different, you know. What two guys out there just was, you know, um, working to get a spot on the card. You know, we were brothers that were working to you know, create a life for ourselves. You know what I mean? So we was we were unique. Uh, we were very unique as a tag team. Uh, two big guys over six feet tall. Um, 
one guy was, you know, pretty much the muscle, and the other guy could, you know, had flash. I think we were, you know, uh, we came in at the per- perfect time as far as wrestling goes because there were so many other great tag teams like the Steiner Brothers, you know, the Nasty Boys, you know, Buff Bagwell and the Patriot, you know, Public Enemy, you know. Mm-hmm. It was real tag teams. It was real tag mm-hmm. teams too, you know. Uh, so we just actually uh, – you know, just happened to be in the business at the right time, you know, and was around the right people that that uh, saw some talent in us and said, man, let's push these guys, you know. So I tell you, man, it was it was great. It was a great time um, in professional wrestling. Yeah. That's it. I, I love it. I, I really do. And I was a huge fan of the tag team work that you guys did. I loved your matches with the Steiners in particular. Um, and, again, it's probably the brother thing, you know, because – uh, the chemistry between the four of you was like unmatched. I thought at the time. Oh man, we almost started a riot in Persia, um, <laughs> South Dakota, man. Um, all wild, <laughs> you know. I mean, it was nuts, man. They had to get me and my brother out of there, man, because we beat the Santa Brothers that night. You know, it was awesome, man. It was a night to remember. But um, I tell you, um, those guys, man, um, they made our careers. You know, what I mean, there was so many guys back then that. that um, mm-hmm. Things so hot, you know, the Road Warriors pretty much was on their last end of their run. You know, we didn't get a chance to really mix it up with those guys, you know, like right. we wanted to. But uh, but I tell you, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was awesome, awesome being a part of the tag team scene back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and like I said, I, I really remember you guys, and I look back on that time as a fan, and it was just tremendous. I, I also want to talk, I'd be remiss as a fan if I didn't mention – the uh, the supermarket brawl that you had with Stone Cold Steve Austin that's something that the listeners of this show kept bringing up to me. Uh, what was that experience like? It wasn't necessarily in a wrestling ring, but the fight that you had with Steve Austin on TV. Nah, man, it was uh, it was magic. You know, that's what wrestling really is all about. Right. You know, on the entertain the entertainment side of wrestling, it's not just about the wrestling. I mean, it's, it's about entertaining the fans, um, being able to see how far you could take your character, you know, and see how far the fans will, you know, go on that ride with you. Um, so for me, um, Stone Cold and I was uh, one take, you know, go, and uh, we got it done, and it was magic. Wow. You know, something that I don't think, you know, we could have done twice, you know, that good, you know, um, to save our lives. But, but I tell you, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was awesome, you know, for to be remembered, you know, you know, like you say, you guys, you know, a lot of people talk about it on the show, but, you know, people talk about that to me all the time. It's like one of the first things that they talk about. I go, man, do you remember, do you realize I've won 35 titles? <laughs> you know, and they don't remember that. They just remember the Super Brawl. Super Brawl, you know, it was, it was pretty Right. Cool. <laughs> I just remember that was going like, best. oh, Judge. What? <laughs> but it was Which, one of the best <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was great though. It was great, you know what I mean. And that's what I talk to young. That's what I talk to young wrestlers about. You know, it's 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 not about you know um, how good of a wrestler you are all all the time. It's about you know um, what the people remember when they leave and go home. You know, when they, if they if they go sure. home, man, wow, man, you know, man, I can't wait to go back and see something like that again. You win, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. for me, it was never just about going out and. You know, wanting to have, you know, watch these, guys, these young guys, man, they go out and they have these matches where, you know, they kick out of everybody's finish, you know what I mean? They go out and do, right. do some amazing stuff, and they're up on their feet within the next two seconds doing something else. It, 
Yeah, it waters down the business, and I really think that's what I talk about is for it. And that's not to knock um, the young talent that we have out there today because it's such an awesome talent out there. But but I just right. think these young guys could really, really maximize, you know, their showmanship, maximize what they give the fans, as well as maximize their careers as far as their bodies go if they go out and perform as opposed to just trying to work. Uh, and it's interesting that you bring that up because that was kind of my next question. Uh, as far as, like, the modern roster today in WWE, you said they have a lot of talent. Obviously they do. There's a lot of really, really great wrestlers on that on the show. Um, do you think that the pieces are in place to have another boom period like we had during the Monday Night Wars, or is that just something that's kind of beyond reach at this point, do you think? No, man, I think we've got more than enough talent to do it. It's just everybody has to be, you know, um, on the same page. You know, all the talent needs to mm-hmm. know exactly why they're out there. A lot of times, you know, um, talent out there just working on the card, and you know, they always wonder why they can't go to get over. It, you know, why they're not, you know, why, you know, why they're really not the fans not going crazy. You know, it's not anything that the fans are doing. It's, it's something that you're right. doing. You know, so um, <laughs> every every wrestler on the card is not going to be a Chris Jericho. You know, every wrestler on the card is not going to be a Shawn Michaels, you know, a Booker T. But every, every the, the goal is to try to bring everyone up to that level because back in the day, that's what it was. Everyone who came out of the curtain, they could go. Everybody that went in that ring, man, they, they were stars, man. And um, mm-hmm. that's that's the difference today. A lot of guys could, could wrestle, but a lot of guys need to know exactly what the performance really is all about. I got you. So, do you kind of think, like Vince McMahon talks about that brass ring, that brass ring really exists then? This is just something that people need to be able to reach out for and kind of know what they're reaching for at the same time. No, no, that's that's definitely true. You know, because I, okay. need, I, needed, no, I needed no writers to write for me you know, to, to get me over. My, my <laughs> ring prowess was going to get me <laughs> over. I, no, no writer was going to be able to write anything to make me shine. I had to do that myself, and you know, cream um, mm-hmm. rises to the top. If you go out and perform at a very high level, you could be at the bottom of the card, you know, and you'll find yourself working in the main event, you know what I mean, if you go out and do your work, you know, like, like Elias, you know what I mean? I like Elias because yeah. he just goes out and works, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then when he get in the ring and perform, you go, wow, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing, you know what I mean? If you keep playing his guitar, mm-hmm. he'll be in the main event real soon. <laughs> Kathy would put him in the main event, I know that. He, he's my favorite, you know that. <laughs> Uh, Booker I I really only have one more question and it relates to the commentary table where at least among us here on the show we thought uh, you were a highlight every week on Monday Night Raw when you were doing your thing with Corey Graves and Michael Cole Um, you talk about being yourself you talk about not needing writers to write for you is that what made you stand out because you were doing your own thing Uh, that's how people perceive it yeah, yeah. I mean, when I do my own thing, you you could tell. When I'm not doing my own thing, you could tell. Uh, it's hard <laughs> for me to, um, you know, try to be like anyone else. I try to be like a commentator or anything like that because I'm not. Right. You know, I'm a, I'm an analyst. You know, I go out and have fun. I try to make the people, you know, have fun and give them, you know, what they what they want to see. You know, which is, you know, you know, somebody having some fun. You know, if you're not having fun, I talk to my my wrestlers and I say, man, you know, I hate to, you know, the, the guy that wins. <laughs> 
you know, and he's on the, on his back selling, you know what I mean, and holding his hand up. I need you on your feet, you know what I mean? Because if you if you lay yeah. down, the fans are laying down as well. But if you're on your feet going crazy, they're going to be on their feet going crazy, you know. So I just look at things uh, from that perspective, and um, you know, and 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 I, and I win, you know. But if I I try to do anything when I divert from that. You know, I'm not myself. You know what I mean. I'm I'm shucky ducky quack quack. You know, I'm you know what I mean. People people remember me from what I do. You know, and that's you right. know, and that's why I had had so much fun doing it. But I tell you what, uh, I'm still having fun now. You know, I'm going back and you know replacing coach here and there and whatnot. You know, but I'm I'm at home. You know, getting a chance to you know really get my real work done as well. You know, uh, as well. You know, and try to take what my, my company you know all the way to the next level. So. Life's good for me, man. But I, I got to say, sometimes oh. Michael Cole will say something to you, and you shoot him that look, and, like, I wouldn't – I've gotten that look from my girlfriend before, and I wouldn't want that look from anybody, Booker, <laughs> especially you. It just terrifies me that you're going to, like, just rip well, his throat out. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's why I think with Corey and I was so good because, you know, it seemed yeah. like it was real, you know, uh, but it was just uh, two guys having fun. Um, that's what yeah. the business is, you know, is missing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's what made, you know, you know, the stuff like back in, you know, the rock, you know, you know, when he used to go out and have so much fun with the crowd, that's what made the attitude era so special. The crowd was right. involved. That That's why they remember the attitude era so much and don't want to let it go because they were involved, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, DX would come out and, you know, and, you know, you know, Billy Gunn and, you know, um, Road Dog come out doing their thing. They were part of all of that stuff. That's why they remember it. And I think we need mm-hmm. to bring yeah. that back. <laughs> and, and what a great way, tremendous, uh, Booker, because your school has uh, just been top-notch as far as producing talent. If people are interested in kind of checking that out or, or even following along with you and what you've got going on, where where can people kind of get information on you and your school? Um. Um, you know, for me, um, Booker T5X on Twitter, um, but go to realityofwrestling.com. You know, you can get all the information. You can watch us on Fight TV every Sunday, uh, streaming. Download the Fight TV app, um, FIT. And um, I tell you, man, we're doing, doing big things. Um, we've got a lot of things coming up this year. Getting ready for our next um, iPay-Per-View, the Summer Champions. Um, so definitely check it out. Well, I know you're really keeping busy, and I thank you so much for your time tonight, Booker. It really was tremendous. Uh, I do have a favor to ask before we let you go, if that's okay. Um, I would I would love to get you to record a bumper, uh, just kind of identify who you are and say you're listening to In the Room that we'll be able to play on future shows. Would that be okay? Boom. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the name of the show is In the Room, and whenever you're ready, man. All right, you got it. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW Hall of Famer, and you're listening to it. No, wait a minute. One more time. WCW. Five, <laughs> yeah. WCW champ. Here we go. Here we go. In three, two. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW five-time champion and WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to In the Room. Now, can you dig that, sucker? Booker, thank you so much. It was such an honor that you gave us the time tonight. I, I appreciate it more than words can say. I, thank you, I know you love Kathy and Stroh, but for you to give me this opportunity, it means hey, the man. world, man. So thank you so much. No problem at all, man. You got it, guys. Tell they love you, Kathy. my love. You got it. <laughs> thank you, Booker. Later, Take care, Booker. 
And that was a former WCW, five-time WCW, one-time world heavyweight champion, Booker T. Uh, oh, my God. I'm still shaking, Kathy. It was awesome. Oh, Brady. Thank you so much. Bill Apter has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill Apter's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an LA champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Apter, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.